Good morning, Boker Tovo. Welcome back to 10 Minutes of Meaning. Please help yourself to coffee and donuts. Thank you to Ayal Cohen. As always, the faithful Gabbai of the 745 Minion. 10 Minutes of Meaning is sponsored by Jeffrey Gelb, memory of Meshulam, David Chandler, by David Avner, Ben Avram Cohen. Today's 10 Minutes is sponsored by Stash Jacobs, a commemoration of his father, Stanley Jacobs, Yurtzeit, by Avigal Upper, in memory of Rachel Abbas Avigal, by Heidi Allen Fuchs, in honor of the birth of Hila Ayelet, the fourth daughter born to Mimi and Corey Fuchs, who I used to babysit in Bergenfield, New Jersey. May the Neshamas have an Aliyah and a Mazel Tov. We are continuing in the Mesil Sisharim, the great work of the Ramchal, in which he has taught us and teaches us how to be a better and best version of ourselves, how to not only settle with who we are, but strive to be better, how to have spiritual aspiration, ambition, and goals. And we've gone through so many of the different steps. This is based on the teaching of Pinchas ben Yair, 12 steps towards a better us, to live with a mindfulness, to live with alacrity, to purge the negative qualities and behaviors, to strive for more, to live without, and so on and so forth. We are in the middle of Chapter 19, Perak Yotes, Bebeir Chalkei Achasidus, the definition of what it means to be a chassid. To be a chassid has nothing to do with the length of your pace. To be a chassid is not wearing a furry hat on top of your head. But the Ramchal has been defining for us to be a chassid, to be pious, is to not settle for good, but to strive for great. We know that in business and in life, good is the biggest obstacle to great. When we have good, it's good enough. So I make it to minion. Does it really matter if I'm there three minutes early or three minutes late? Does it really matter if I concentrate on one bracha or all 19? I make it to minion. Isn't that good enough? I give a little bit of tzedakah. Do I really hit my meiser, my 10%? My mitos are decent. They're not great. Good is the biggest obstacle to great. The chassid is not satisfied with good. Not in interpersonal relationships. They go above and beyond. Not in the relationship with Hashem. And not in the relationship with themselves. So we've been up to the part he's been defining for us the relationship with Hashem in which we need to strive to not only be good but to be great is broken into two parts, kavod and yira, love, ava and yira, love, affection for Hashem, to not be satisfied with good enough but to be great, and yira, fear, awe of Hashem. Don't underestimate living with a sense of yira shamayim, a healthy dose of fear, not fear of punishment, not yira sa'onesh, but Yerasa is to walk around with a sense of awe. God, you're awesome. Awesome. You control. You're all-powerful. You're omniscient, omnipotent. Kodesh Baruch Hu, you are awesome. We are nothing. This is your world. We submit and we surrender and we defer to you. We work for you. You don't work for us. In fact, yesterday in the Parsha class, I mentioned the Kotzker Rebbe and others that the Mi'adot Sa'ivriyos, Miriam and Yochevet, Shifra and Pua are rewarded because they saved hundreds, thousands of Jewish babies. And yet the Torah does not say they're rewarded for preserving Jewish continuity. They are not gifted. The Batei, Kahuna, Levia, and Malchus, they're not given this, they're not the progenitors of such distinction because they saved so many lives. The Torah tells us, you know why? Because of Yiras Elohim. They had got fear of God. In other words, what drove their saving lives was not some humanitarian drive, not to disparage that, but what drove them was a healthy dose of Yerushalayim. They said, I live here, I work for you, what do you want? I'm in your world, I'm in your agent, I'm your messenger, I'm here to do your mission. What is it you want from me? That's Yira. So Hasidus, to be a Hasid, is to not good enough. It's good enough. I didn't murder, I didn't rape, I didn't steal, I didn't pillage. 
So good enough, God, I don't really walk around with an awareness. I don't really report to you. I don't really have service to you, but it's good enough. But a yira shamayim, to walk around not sittering and trembling from a fear of punishment, but to walk around with a mindfulness and a consciousness that Hashem, you're in my life and I work for you. And then the second category was Ava. And he says the following. Let's talk about honoring God, respecting it. Our rabbis already taught us the great value of doing mitzvahs with covet. When we came out on the other side of the sea and we sang the song and we said, we pointed, this is my God, and I will glorify him, I will beautify him. How do I glorify God? First of all, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. I try to be like God. I try to be godly and godlike in my quality, in my midos, in my behavior. I meant to. But also, it's not the fun of the mitzvos. Now, it's not the fun of the mitzvos. should not be hard for us to understand. You come home for your anniversary and you buy a gift. So you're going to give some ring that came in the Fruit Loops box. Say, I got your gift. It's good enough. It's cubic zirconium. It's good enough. Or do you strive to be great? If you want a close relationship, then you're going to be thoughtful. You're going to anticipate. You're going to try to meet the need. You're going to try to make the other person happy, something they've always wanted. You're going to not go into debt, but you're going to invest in getting a beautiful gift that will be appreciated. If you're not really invested, you don't really care, and you're satisfied with getting away with good enough, you go to the Fruit Loops box. You order the cubic zirconium. I'm not knocking anybody who's got a cubic zirconium. But you get away with, with good enough. And the same is true when it comes to our, when it comes to our mitzvahs. Hisna'i lafan of the mitzvahs. Tzitzisna, tefillinna, sevitarna, lulavna. Do we get the good enough or do we go above and beyond? I've shared before, maybe in this context, I don't remember. People come to me, they need to get mezuzahs. I, I am the privilege, you know, there's the first certain privileges you have as a rabbi. You know who's pregnant before anyone else because before Tisha B'Av and Yom Kippur, they have Shilas. You know uh, you get to tour a new house before anyone else because before they move in, they have the mezuzah Shilas. You get to do the walkthrough to figure out where the mezuzahs go. People put up multi-million dollar knockdown houses. And when you count the doorways and the mezuzahs they'll need, they say, whoa, that's ridiculously expensive. I didn't budget for that. So many doorways, so many mezuzahs. Rabbi, after you counted the doorposts, I called the sofa. Do you know what mezuzahs cost? Yeah, they cost less than your flat screen one flat. They cost less than your toilet that takes a lab sample every time. They cost less than the rest of the, the, the smart house that you have. So the mezuzah, so they say, Rabbi, I called the sofer and I could get a mezuzah for, I'm making these numbers up, $30, or there's a mezuzah for $60, $80. Which mezuzah should I get? I'm ordering tefillin for my child. There are tefillin that go for $1,000. You get tefillin that go for $300. Which tefillin? Rabbi, it's sukkahs. The shul is selling two levels of arba minim. I could get the inexpensive dalad minim. I can get the higher quality dalad minim. Which one should I get? I always say, what kind of car do you drive? Show me the key. Pull out the key from your pocket. Let me see what kind of car you drive. What kind of car do you drive? If you drive a car, I'm not going to mention a name. I don't want to insult anyone. I drive, I'm up to my fifth Honda Accord. I'm a Honda Accord guy. So I'm not insulting anyone with a Honda Accord. If you drive a car that gets you from point A to point B, doesn't have such bells and whistles, doesn't have a fancy logo on the front, so get the simple mezuzah, get the simple tefillin, get the simple matzah, buy the simple dalad minim. But if you're driving a luxury car, where do you shop for your clothing? I'm not embarrassed. I'm going to get in trouble with family. I go to, I'll go to Marshall's. There's good stuff there. Nothing wrong with Marshall. I get Marshall's. I'm not shy. I'm not embarrassed to buy clothing at Marshall's. You go to Marshall's, you go to Neiman Marcus, you go to Nordstrom. What brand is on the inside of that suit jacket? 
Is that a custom-made shirt? Where do you get that tie? I'll tell you what kind of lulav, I'll tell you what kind of mezuzah, I'll tell you what kind of tefillin you should get. Hisnar lafanav b'mitzos. Because what we're willing to invest and spend in that relationship, relative to the other areas that we spend and we invest, what kind of car, what kind of watch, what kind of clothing, where do you sit when you fly on the plane, will say who you are, what you value, what our priorities are. So Hashem says, you want to be a chassid? If you want to get away with good enough, and you get away with good enough in other areas of life, so good enough for me too, says God. By the way, I'll reciprocate. And how closely I watch you and take care of you, good enough. I won't strive for great either. God reciprocates the relationship we invest with Him. But if we want to be a chassid, Rav Pinchas ben Yar's definition, the Mesil Yisharim's definition of what it means to be a chassid, it's not good enough. Hisnai, lafan of b'mitzvah, is kavod and ava. Hashem, I love you. This is not a fruit loop ring. I invested in something special. I looked, I examined, I shopped around, I found out what you like, I got you exactly what it is, and I can't wait to give it to you. I can't wait to hang this mezuzah and show you my love. I can't wait to put on these, these expensive tefillin and show you my love. You should spend up to a third extra to embellish a mitzvah. Why? Good enough? I'll say, Rabbi, but, but the, this is, I get this all the time. But the less expensive mezuzah, is it kosher? Yeah, so why would I want the more expensive? I don't know. The Honda Accord gets you where you want to go. Why are you driving the Tesla, the Beamer, the Mercedes, the whatever else, the Infinity? Whatever your attitude in other areas of life, what's your attitude in the relationship with the Ribbon Shalom Haridasif? So say him the Khan of Racha, Borami Lelushain Dai Basas Mitzvah Lavad, Sarah Lachabda Ulahadra. What attitude do we bring that accompanies the mitzvah? Are we just looking to put a check? Good enough, check. Done, got away with the bare minimum. Are we satisfied with the bare minimum in other areas of life, or do we want and do we strive for more? So then you get the other rationalization defense mechanism. What is it? Well, I enjoy fine things. Does God need fine things? Is God, they, they turn it now on God. God's such a fine schmecker, he needs me to buy the extra expensive Dalad Minim? He needs the Muhudra Mezuzah? Hashem should keep it simple, be humble and modest. Do you know the apartment Rip Steinman lived in, so Hashem needs the high, most expensive mezuzah? We try to turn it to feel better about ourselves, we rationalize it. I'm a lowly human being, I'm a lowly boss of Adam, I need the expensive car and clothing. But Hashem, for his mitzvahs, for something spiritual, I should corrupt it, I should pollute it, distort it, contaminate it by getting something expensive? It's amazing how the mind can work, right? good will end with this. The Ramachal says, how foolish. describes Hashem as the God of glory. And we are obligated to honor Him, not for Him. You think He needs it? He's all perfect. He's omnipotent. He's God. He's infinite. He gets, gets nothing from it. It's all about us. Because the attitude that we bring and the expense that we're willing to invest in, it influences our relationship, our sense of caring. You think he's honored or glorified by you. You really think it makes a difference. If you go meet with the king, you go meet with a billionaire, what gift are you giving the billionaire? You could get the most expensive gift in the world, it won't make a difference to them. Your gift is not going to change the life if you're going to meet with some multi-billionaire. But why do you give nevertheless something significant? 
Because you show, I care, I'm invested, I'm here. And when you minimize, and when you get away with less, when you could do more, you're a chote. Chote, we translate as a sinner. That's not what the word means. Chote means a missed opportunity. A chote is a missed opportunity. In Tanakh, when you shoot an arrow and you miss the target, you missed. It's a missed opportunity. You're a chote. You had an opportunity to show affection and love, to come close. You had an opportunity to bond and to connect, and you got away with the bare minimum with your spouse, with your child, with your parent, with someone you claim to care about. You did the bare minimum. You, you, you're messaged how much you care about the relationship. Versus if you do the maximum and you try to get the most out of it, we'll continue Amir Tashem next week, same time. Living with Amuna 845, behind the beam of tonight, my buddy Joe Gitler. Stay happy, stay healthy, and stay holy.